0: Hey there Trivially Crucial fans, this is Michael again, and uh, like last time, we're starting the episode a little bit irregularly because we did not expect this split between episodes. So uh, sit tight and enjoy the third and final episode in our epic, probably way too long Harry Potter discussion. I guess we can transition to the and next. Then we get Phoenix, to Order of Phoenix, where I was really disappointed by the beginning state of the world in Order of the Phoenix.
1: Yeah, I think we all were. We were like, "What is going on?" Uh, you know, basically the entire Ministry is in denial. Harry's being called liar. Uh, Dumbledore's being called liar. Um, and even though it's disappointing, I feel like it was real. It was that, yeah. Yeah, uh, especially with a minister like Cornelius Fudge, right? Hmm. Um, And this, of course, this is the book that is Harry at the pinnacle of his uh, angsty, emo Teenagers-ness Teenager phase
0: Joe, Chang, what have I done? I don't care where you and Cedric were snogging Joe, Chang, what have I done?
1: Valentine's Day Uh, Granted, there's a lot of good reason for it (laughs) He's uh, 15 in this book, I believe? No, he's Yeah, he's 15 uh, Doesn't he turn No, he turns 15 at the beginning of the book You're right, you're right Because he is the same age as the number He's the number of the book plus Plus 10 Plus 10, that's right Uh, I
0: I forget, he he is 17 during his last year Whereas some other kids would be 17 during most of two years Um, Because he's a July birthday like me
1: he's a july birthday yes uh which is appropriate that we're recording this in july oh it is Um,
0: (laughs) between um, harry's birthday and my own so
1: Ah, there you go yes (laughs) yeah it's you know you get this idea harry's watching the news constantly trying you know the muggle news because he has no access to uh, anything else and he's looking for things Um, that could
0: be interpreted as voldemort's doing
1: stuff and he's got nothing yeah And uh, then he gets attacked by Tementors on Privet Drive with Dursley, Dudley, Dudley Dursley. Uh,
0: And (laughs) And he saves Dudley. And, and this is a really, really, really significant thing because like Dudley and Harry have just hated each other. Right. Yeah. And then now like. It's a turning point in their relationship. It is a turning point. And of course, Dudley just kind of points at Harry because he's like, he did something. Because he doesn't understand. And you can completely understand. This is one of the few times where you feel like Dudley's reaction is reasonable. Like, Yeah. this thing was just and he sucking see all the too-
1: jo-
0: Yeah, he couldn't see it. So everything just. Something is sucking all the joy out of him. And Harry is doing something with his wand, right?
1: Yep.
0: And you yep. understand that. It's not even until some of the later books. And since, you know, we're talking about order of the Phoenix, but really we're talking about the collection of these three books. You do get later on that. He figures out that Harry saved him. Like you, you understand that. Like he, he puts things together and he's like, okay, let's think about this for a minute. At some point he decided to think about it. He's like, okay, my cousin just, my cousin clearly saved me. Yeah, and, it, and, and that's a really nice thing. It's almost like, yeah, you still don't like him, but at least he's sort of starting to become a real person instead of an obnoxious kid that is the, you know, son it Happens to live in my house
1: every summer. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, this book, you know, and this is the book where the ministry turns on Harry, right? Uh, Harry can blow up his aunt and get protected, but he protects himself from dementors and gets called up in front of a full court uh yeah. he gets put on trial
0: and he's like there were dementors <laughs> uh yeah. what did you want me to do not use a patronus <laughs> like yeah it,
1: and this is the book where uh, dumbledore is distancing himself from harry right um and this is the yeah. it's
0: the first time where dumbledore does something that we genuinely harry, feel like th- we should it, question is it the it. fifth
1: year that Right, and uh, Hermione and Ron become prefects in this book, don't they? Yes. And Harry doesn't, and uh, which of course, Harry is con-
0: clearly the choice, right? Like, right. But
1: he he's 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 stumped. He thinks Dumbledore is mad at him or something. He, uh, you know, because Dumbledore's not talking to him. Ron was selected as a prefect over Harry. I mean, it made sense that Hermione was a prefect.
0: Well, yeah, of course, there's no uh, question. <laughs> like Hermione, but but I don't think anybody would have doubted like clearly harry would have been chosen as the prefect and you know and it's just kind of weird that he wasn't um yeah and yeah
1: and you know harry saw cedric die and when he gets back to school that's really all anyone wants to talk to him about
0: and he doesn't want to he's like this was the, the scariest thing i've seen <laughs> and i've seen voldemort yeah. twice <laughs> like, <laughs> Um, yeah,
1: it's like, this is the most traumatizing thing that's ever happened to me. Half of the students don't believe it actually happened. And uh, everyone wants to ask him about it. And he doesn't want to talk about it. And of course, we have the fact that this whole Order of the Phoenix thing has been going on all summer. And ha- Ron-, Ron and Hermione have been involved. <laughs> and I, yeah, I was gonna, Ron-mione. I was gonna ship their names right there. Ron Ron Mione. But <laughs> Harry hasn't been involved. He's been left in the middle of nowhere with basically no news, having had the most traumatizing event ever happen in his life, cut off from everyone he knows and loves. And then he comes back and discovers everyone was doing all this thing. Dumbledore is not talking to him anymore. And the only person who is still talking to him is serious.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, and of course, so he's like his angst. I, I really, really bugs me. But honestly, he's been kept in the dark like crazy. Yeah. And he really shouldn't be at this point. It's like, guys, he's the one who saw and fought Voldemort himself. Like, at this point, you got to give him something.
1: (laughs) I mean, I think that's the moral of this entire book, right? This is the book where it becomes obvious that not trusting Harry puts everyone in more danger than trusting him uh
0: right like and it puts him in more danger than not trusting him with the information like it it, and by putting him in danger consequently although not all of them realize none of them realize except for dumbledore putting him in more danger means putting everybody else in more danger um right dumbledore knows what's up nobody else does uh right but yeah it's this is the first time in the other ones it was perfectly reasonable for people to keep him in the dark it no longer is like, no, right. you should give Harry every single bit of information you can, because he needs to be armed with knowing who he can actually trust, why he can trust them. Um, like, let's be real. Dumbledore should have betrayed Snape's trust and told Harry everything at this point about why right. he trusts I mean, and, and, Snape.
1: And that's why everything went wrong in this book.
0: Yeah. Right? That That's... I mean, he, That's the he, of the story. He expected, after knowing about Harry's dreams and being able to see into Voldemort's mind, like he expected. Uh, what's the the name of that type of magic to to block people from Occumency. yeah? Like he expected Harry to actually like take lessons from Snape. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like a ridiculous, even if he knew why he should trust him. But yeah, B. Part of that is just because Snape would never be a good teacher to could never be a good teacher to Harry. Like, he yeah. just, it's not in him to be a good teacher to Harry. It's
1: not in his nature, no.
0: Um, And, and so, like, for to not even give him, hey, look, Harry, I have to keep my distance because this, like, please at least try to cooperate with Snape because this, like, so much would have been solved. So many of the issues in order of the phoenix and this is why why it bugs me so much it's not that clearly i still like it a lot and i think it's really important and i think it's well done but it bugs me because there were so many so many of the issues were avoidable by people just having some better judgment
1: right it was a comedy of errors right like no one wanted to trust harry except sirius but sirius wasn't allowed to fully trust harry so sirius is dropping these hints that weren't, weren't helping, right? And uh, and Dumbledore thought he needed to cut himself off from Harry, so he's going to give Dumbledore. He's going to give Harry to Snape, which is a terrible idea because Dumbledore sees better in Snape than Snape really is, and which is you know not necessarily
0: a bad thing. Like it's nice that he sees and he knows for a fact he can trust him, which is good. Right. But but it, yeah, it's it was bad judgment calls <laughs> all over the place, largely coming from Dumbledore when it comes down to it. And yeah. Uh, and all it comes down to, and it, and granted, that's the thing about Dumbledore, is he doesn't make big mistakes often, but when he does, he recognizes them after it's the huge fact. And it's yeah, huge, and he recognizes it afterwards. Um, which kind of makes sense. For somebody who doesn't make mistakes often, you almost feel like the mistakes need to be big ones, because they're less likely to question their own judgment until they've already made the mistake.
1: Um, yeah. Also, uh, backing up some, yes. <laughs> this is the book that gives us one of the greatest villains of all time, Dolores Umbridge. Oh, and that one of the best Ravenclaws of all time, Luna Lovegood. One of? Clearly
0: the greatest.
1: Clearly oh, okay. the greatest. We'll, we'll go with... I, I was going to get benefit of a doubt that there were probably other great Ravenclaws in the history of maybe, Ravenclaw. Maybe Ravenclaw
0: but... herself was greater. <laughs> but that's about <laughs> it.
1: Yeah, but it's like... Uh, Luna is this character who theoretically always existed and we didn't know, right? And it's like she's only a year younger than Harry. I I was always a a secret Luna Harry shipper, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which for those of you who don't know the term shipper, it's uh, you wish these two people would be in a relationship. Um,
0: relationship er is where yeah, that comes from. I believe.
1: Relationship er, yeah, it is. It is where it comes from. <laughs> so so I was a, I was a Luna Harry uh, shipper, and Luna Lovegood. Would
0: that be a Larry shipper?
1: <laughs> no, let's not call terrible. <laughs> every combination of their name is terrible so let's just not okay all right yeah. uh yeah so she she is fantastic as a character we're first introduced to her and this is the book where harry is an outcast and as such that's why he bonds with luna right like he's having a hard time even talking to ron and hermione they, they're his best friends but, but they're they didn't also being told to
0: keep him. things from him right
1: right Right, they they were told to keep things from him. They were not there when he was there w- with Voldemort and, and Cedric, they, and they. The,
0: they no don't matter know how much deep. they want to understand, they can't understand that. Like it's just a thing. Right. And then, and you have the connection with with Luna, where like she she's seen things. Yeah. Um, which is established she with saw, the. Right? What what are those uh, those things that the first the time threstrals. we see them is in the huh? rolls. Yeah, the, the, the those things. Um, really interesting. Um, that's an interesting scene in and of itself, right? Cause uh, who are the, the right, three? He, who, it, it's,
1: it, uh, it's Harry, Ron, Hermione, Luna. Neville. Neville?
0: Neville's with them, right?
1: I think so. Yeah. Uh, and Harry and Hermione goes to introduce him and says, Looney love good. And is like, crap. <laughs>
0: yeah. But, but
1: I mean, uh, uh, when they
0: see the, the Thestrals, it's Harry, Luna, and... It's just Harry
1: and Luna. They're the only ones who can see him? Yeah. Well, no. No. Neville does see
0: them. Neville sees them, right?
1: Yeah. Okay, so I don't think Neville's actually in that scene then in the book. He's in the scene in the movie, definitely. But I don't think he's there in the book because I think I agree that he does see them. But in that scene, Harry sees them, Luna sees them, and that doesn't help Harry feel better. Right. Right? Because Luna's crazy. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Um yeah. so anyways, yeah, going back to uh Umbridge. Oh my gosh, that woman. I so she might is probably the number one reason. This is my least favorite book. Is she like so Snape, I dislike Snape from beginning to end, but I liked disliking him. Yeah. I, I like I like disliking him and I like He was him. a good character. He was a yeah. good character. She is a terrible character, but in the way that there are some real people who are terrible characters. Yeah. Right. Like there people are...
1: like her exist in the world now. Yes. Like in our country.
0: Yes. Absolutely.
1: You know, like they're not the big bads, right? They're not the Voldemort's. They're they're the they're the true Slytherins. You know, the people who just care about power.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's uh, she's just oh uh, the whole time It's like she is it, it, they're the kind of people who. Uh, again, it's pure convenience. Like she's not inherently evil, but she doesn't have any not goodness. Not the way Voldemort. Is. She doesn't have right. goodness in her either. Right. Right. She's like she's a true neutral morality person who's completely opportunistic. Right. Lawful neutral. Uh, yes, lawful neutral with lots of um, with just lots of uh who's just really opportunistic so yeah like you said a true slytherin who but doesn't have any negative morality or positive morality attached it's purely just hey here's an opportunity it's good for me let's go for it right Um, and
1: and she starts out in this book as their new defense against the dark arts teacher who refuses to teach them magic uh because the ministry of course fears that dumbledore is making an army
0: against them which is yeah yeah yeah
1: Uh, And then, of course, she ends up taking over the school and Dumbledore uh, disappears with a flash and a bang. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I love that scene in the movie when Shacklebolt's like, but you can't deny he's got style. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's
1: like, true, true. Um, Yeah, it's. and, And so, of course, in response to all of this, we get Dumbledore's army.
0: Which, Which is, is Harry. fantastic, because they specifically named it. They're like, what should we call it? And they're like, well, they're already saying that Dumbledore has an army. And when it comes down to it, we would be if we could. So let's call ourselves Dumbledore's army. Yeah. The dialogue between people, like... Because Harry doesn't even think about doing a leadership role on it, right? He's just like, well, who are we going to get as a teacher? And yeah. Hermione is like, well, look. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who do we have who has continually fought bad things and has gotten away, like... Sure. And Harry's like, but it's all luck. He's like, and she's like, well, when it comes down to it, that's important. And no one has as much experience as you do. So, yeah, and you know, when it comes down to it, you probably would have to get some real Aurors who had been around during the, that, like the previous war to get to anybody who had more experience than Harry. Right. Like, right. um, like Tonks, <laughs> I, Tonks didn't have more experience than Harry. Certainly.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, going into this, she's maybe an adult, but that doesn't mean she had more experience. And it's, and it's just a really, like, sometimes leaders, like, we like the idea of Harry leading, but in this case, it's very much the idea of a leader. Sometimes a leader is just an obvious choice without them wanting to be it. And in this case, it's definitely that. Um, And so, yeah, he, he teaches all of these kids how to do, uh, how to make Patronuses, which is a big deal. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's lots of other things, like Hermione is the one figuring out the spells and teaching people the spells, but Harry is the one who kind of can energize people to do it and to keep trying, and uh, and that's a big deal. And he's the one who talks about, like, you know, sometimes we think about this, but that's not going to come to mind. So you need to drill this in over and over and over and over again. Like, when it comes down to it, in the heat of the moment, Hermione knowing all these spells isn't going to be useful unless you've just... Because it's whatever whatever is just nat- natural, and what's ever going to just roll off the tip of your wand is what's going to happen. You're not going to be thinking about it and and that's something that he gets much more than she does um, yeah so
1: this this is also the year uh, of the owls, the ordinary wizarding level tests for mm-hmm. them, and it's this weird, you know, like the world is falling apart, and they still have to take standardized tests,
0: right. And of course, you're like, you know, Harry wants to be an Auror when he grows up. At least that's what he's thinking about. And and he's like, well, if nothing else, he has to get a whatever the highest rating is, uh, you know, an A. in e. Uh, An E, okay. Uh, what, what, I don't remember the ratings, but he at least has to get an E in Defense Against the Dark Arts. And he has to pass his owls on everything, right? Um, yeah. And of course, they have a miserable teacher. They're like, well, how's that going to happen? And of course, he passes it with yeah. blind colors. And at the end, they're like, Mr. Potter we've heard you can do a, a Patronus, and he just nonchalantly just whips one out. And like, I love that. It's just fantastic. <laughs> like, what a great way of putting it together. Yeah,
1: he's in the test, and the testers are like, this isn't part of the test, but can you do it for us? <laughs> <laughs> because
0: this is, keep in mind, like he learned this in his third year. This is his fifth year, yeah. and it's still advanced. Yeah. Right? And he's now, not yeah. only is he so good at it, that he can do it, and has been doing it for years and, and keep in mind, like, he's been doing it for years enough that he can blow away, like, tons of Dementors at once, right? But mm-hmm. then he goes, and he teaches other kids how to do it. Like, that's the, that's the thing that really drives home when you're good at something, is when you can teach other people who shouldn't be able to learn something how to do something, right? Um, it's a, it's a really, really cool thing. Um so lots of, lots of good moments in this book And it's it just not for Harry's mopiness with Cho And maybe you shouldn't have brought up Cedric Diggory Because I'd rather not talk about your dead ex-boyfriends over coffee <sighs>
1: Man And his general, there's a lot of caps lock in this book Yes <laughs> but I, I don't want to get too far from the owls without discussing um, the Snape flashback.
0: Okay, go ahead.
1: Uh, because you know, as we mentioned earlier, Snape is teaching Harry about Occlumency, uh, however you pronounce it. Occlumency. And during Occlumency, I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, at some at some point, um, Harry basically rebounds the spell against uh, Snape that that Snape was using and is able to see into uh, Snape's memories. And uh, he sees a couple flashes of things, you know, that Snape was basically a reject kid, and then basically ends up on this extended memory of one of the days when Snape was taking owls in his fifth year. Um, And he takes the owls, and then he goes out, and he's, like, sitting on the lawn studying when the Marauders, uh, James, Sirius, Lupin, and... Peter Pettigrew, uh, stumble upon Snape and essentially start uh, torturing him. I mean, this is beyond like friendly teasing, right? This this is like bullying. Yes. Uh, And then Lily comes up and Snape calls her a mudblood. And uh, what Harry gets from this is that his dad is a jerk and his mom hates his dad. Um, Which at the time is all true. (laughs) (laughs) uh and one of the things i always felt was interesting about snape um and i know michael you and i have discussed this before but for the uh sake of the podcast is that um in many ways harry has far more in common with snape than he does with his own father Um, totally yeah absolutely james is the draco malfoy of his year uh and snape is the harry without the uh (laughs) Glory. <laughs>
0: now, the difference, the significant difference here being that James is what Draco Malfoy would be if his parents weren't Death Eaters.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Whereas he's still a bully. Right. Totally. Uh, but he's missing the in- sheer evilness. I, I don't know. Right. I- I'm not sure I call Ma- a Draco evil, but he's definitely encouraged by his parents to be that way. I get the impression uh, that
0: Harry and his dad would not get along if they were at school at the same time.
1: I, I definitely agree with that. So, I think uh, I, I think Snape and Harry would have, though, if they had been in school together. Because um, Harry is the kind of person who would come to the defense of someone like Snape. And, yeah, I, I think Snape and Harry would have had a similar ex- relationship that Lily and Snape had, except without the uh, awkward, unrequited love. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's this very interesting dynamic where it's like... You realize in that sequence just how much in common um, Snape and Harry have. Uh, And Harry is who Snape – Snape is who Harry could become, right, if he didn't have his friends and and let bitterness get to him. Um, But he doesn't. And also while I'm talking about flashbacks and Snape, uh, one of the things that really got me when I reread this book after reading the seventh book – uh, there's a scene at the beginning uh, where Aunt Petunia is freaking out and uh, is basically ready to throw Harry out forever. Um, and oh. one of the things she says was, your mother was fine until she met that boy. And, and so he assumes. Uh, he, yeah. we, he assumes, we assumed, on the first read-through, this is James. she meant James. Uh, but it's not. She meant Snape. And uh, and that's something I realized on my second read-through, and I was like, wow. Is this like, the one where
0: he was going to get thrown out, and then she gets Dumbledore's letter that just says, remember my last? Is yes. That the, okay.
1: Yes, Man. yes, that that is that sequence. Um, so, so, yeah, it's like Petunia knew Snape, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, which is crazy.
1: <laughs> it is crazy. <laughs> uh, but it's like Snape. Yeah, it, it's just this whole uh, Snape and... Uh, Voldemort, Snape, and Harry are these nice counterpoints to each other, right? Because they're all very similar characters. Right? Uh, right? I mean,
0: this is leads into Half-Blood Prince, which we don't have to jump into right now, but Half-Blood Prince, like... We didn't realize until later how much of a connection that is, right? But, like, we didn't realize... Like, the Half-Blood Prince is... Snape, spoilers, <laughs> and and it's just like, well... It's
1: the one time the answer is Snape, right? Harry always wants to think Snape in every book, and then the Half-Blood Prince is the one time where it is Snape.
0: <laughs> yeah, and so it, it is Snape, and that's the thing, right? Is like, Snape, very similar situation to Voldemort in that case, but he did not turn out the same. Um, and in the right. and of- he, like, like you said, the three of them have a lot of a lot of commonalities between the three of them. Like the Venn diagram is a ton of overlap between all three.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, (laughs) Yes. And it's just an interesting dynamic that shows that how these characters can have almost the first 10 years of their life be identical, right? right? Like downtrodden, Crappy family lives, like they had nothing till they had magic, and then all three of them go completely divergent paths. Right, uh, and it just goes to show how much you are in control of your own destiny, regardless of where you come from. Mm-hmm. Granted, uh, only one out of those three times does it really work out well. <laughs> uh, well I would <laughs> I'll say one and a half. Like, one, oh, we're gonna give uh, Snape a half count here. I'm gonna give uh, Snape a has half. A pretty crappy count. life. Okay, us just say a good the
0: one. The one wouldn't have turned out as well if not for the half. <laughs> so. That's true. Yeah.
1: That's true. Uh, yeah, but go- going back to Order of the Phoenix, um, th- this is just a. I-, I really like Order of the Phoenix. Uh, I understand why you don't like it. I-, I definitely had problems with it the first couple. Well, even now when I reread it, I'm just like, Harry, you're so angsty. <laughs> and just to clarify again, uh, it's not that I don't like it. I do like
0: it, I just like it less than the others. That's all.
1: Oh, yeah. I understand. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Harry is super angsty in this book. Um, of course, everything, like you're right, it's all secrets and lies. And that's why all the problems in the end happen. Yeah. And
0: it, it's aggravating in the way that real life can be aggravating. It's like, guys, just be yeah. honest with each other. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Yeah. So.
1: So, so what happens, right, is that Harry and his friends think they need to save Sirius. So they go to the um, Department of Mysteries. At the Ministry of Magic. Mm hmm. And okay. bad things
0: occur. And bad things happen. And, uh, and then, and this is the one really significant thing about this, like really, truly significant thing is the, um, what's it called? The, um, the, wow. Death. Well, okay. Of- no, no, so not that. I was actually <laughs> jumping to uh, the, the prophecy.
1: Oh, yes, the prophecy. Right? right, because um, so Harry has
0: been clutching his scar and whatnot, and people have been using this as an illustration this entire time for reasons why he's untrustworthy and crazy and whatnot. Even though it's like, guys, he is the only person to ever survive, the, you know, Avada Kedavra. Like,
1: yeah, ever it
0: perfectly. Like he's the he's the only person for that to ever have ever happened with, and he's done it twice. Like, there's reasons to think that some weird stuff could go down. Um... And so, yeah, he's seeing all, having these dreams and visions and whatnot, and, um, and there's the prophecy in it, which, uh, takes place, you know, while he's having a freak out, kind of, uh, is it while he's having a freak out? Or, I don't remember.
1: Wait, what, what, what? The- when does
0: the prophecy have? Actually, hold on a minute. I'm getting confused now. Um, he's in the tower when the prophecy happens, in the, uh, during that class that he and Ron drop. Or is that? That's way, wait, wait, We skipped that. That's way back in three, isn't it? The first prophecy?
1: Okay, so there's a couple of prophecies that you're talking about yes, here. Yes, I am. Right? I'm confused. They're Trelawney connected. does say a prophecy in three about how his uh, Voldemort servant will come back to him tonight. And of course, she's talking about pedigree. Right. Okay, okay. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the prophecy in five is, of course, the prophecy that Trelawney uttered when Dumbledore that's went to interview her.
0: About. Okay, so. Sorry, and yeah.
1: Snape overheard part of it and reported part of it to voldemort right,
0: right and uh i was getting all confused hermione is the one who dropped it in the third book dropped the class in the third book ron and and yeah. harry stayed with it and it was in that tower that he had one of his freak outs that everybody started calling him crazy over um, Yeah. yeah okay um, sorry got that sorted out now and,
1: and so harry doesn't get the, the full prophecy of course until um they destroy the prophecy yeah. they destroy it at the chamber at the, at the department of Mysteries. And so Dumbledore has to tell him the full prophecy, mm-hmm. um, which he doesn't, right? Uh, he still only tells him part of it, uh, or at least he doesn't tell him all the implications of it. Well, yeah, he uh, tells him
0: the words, but it's he doesn't tell him his interpretation of it per se. I think, yeah. Um,
1: um and of course this this is the sequence where Sirius Black dies.
0: Yes. Oh, um, we
1: skipped over one of my favorite things, oh, let's go Christmas back. in the House of Black. I, I don't know what it is about that chapter, but when I think Christmas, I think of Sirius Black singing "God Bless You, Mary Hippogriffs." <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: is it terrible that I don't even remember this scene?
1: No, it's not. It's really inconsequential, but I just had to mention it. Okay, so now we can go back to Sirius Black dying. So um, this is
0: heartbreaking, of course, because he's the only family that Harry has, and. He disappears beyond the veil. And of course, because it's just disappearing beyond a veil, like it's all metaphorical, but we just, we want to assume that that means he can come back. But he's told yeah, in the like, same book, no, Harry, he's gone. Like, you know, cause Harry has yeah. that hope too. And he's just told is outright. no, No, he's gone. That's, that's for good.
1: And what I think it's interesting, uh, you know, we talked about book four being a turning point, mm-hmm. um, and four, five and six, all end with the bad guys winning.
0: Right. Well, in a and then, way. So that was something I forgot to mention when we were talking about four, four is essentially the empire strikes back of the, of the series, right? It's the, it's the turning point. The bad right. guys are ahead. Five and six are sort of a, the bad guys are starting out ahead and out of sheer momentum, they're staying ahead. Right? Like yeah. you're starting out in a worse position and you're just, and your position is getting weaker and weaker before the big finale. Um, and you're essentially you're acting out of desperation right like you're getting backed into a corner by the bad guys um
1: right and and that's why snape's role in all of this is so important right from dumbledore's perspective right um because he essentially knows this is kind of skipping ahead a little bit but it's all planned early on Right. right dumbledore uh he he knows voldemort's gonna at least seem like he's gonna win and they need a guy on the inside to protect hogwarts right uh because he knows that's
0: the only way this can happen. Like, you're not going right. to get people fighting against him until it's desperate. Um, right. Because people want to ignore bad things if they can. Um, and they're not listening when we tried to warn them ahead of time. And so this is how it's going to end up going down. We tried our best to avoid it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, and again, like we, we discussed, the first three are essentially one unit. The fourth book kind of stands alone, and the fifth, sixth, and seventh kind of are a unit as well. Um, and it is sort of this, after, Dum- uh, after Voldemort is back, not Dumbledore. I don't know why I keep wanting to say that. After Voldemort is back, he just starts to, he starts to win a lot. Um, first by making people with good intentions work against themselves, and then by outright taking over. Um, which takes us to the transition from five to six, where sure they, you know, from five to six, they, you think it's a victory, right? And that you get rid of what's her face, annoying lady, Um, Umbridge, Umbridge, what a
1: name too, right? Um, Dolores Umbridge, Umbridge. she gets taken off by centaurs, which is fantastic, (laughs) Um, we didn't even mention Grop. It's
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, uh. But so, so it ends, and you feel like it's a victory, but it's really not at all. Um, yeah, sure, Dumbledore is back, but now everybody's like, "Oh, okay." Now we'll pay attention, like we should have a year ago. We have something to fight against.
1: Yeah, yeah and uh, that's because of all the sequence of five. Dumbledore realizes he needs to have almost full disclosure with Harry, yes. which is the purpose of six, right? That's the Dumbledore and Harry working together with almost full disclosure. I say almost because we all know there's that one last piece of information that he was counting on Snape to give to Harry. Right. Uh,
0: Which had to be given at the end, right? Like, he he specifically wasn't holding it off because he didn't trust Harry with it. He's like, this is something that he can only really know at a given time, because otherwise it will change his behavior and could make it less... Uh, it could make it not matter that I that we tell him, um, which is kind of manipulative. But and what's he was uh,
1: right. I yeah, and what's interesting about um, book five too, right? And we kind of mentioned this with Dumbledore's army is this is the point when it stops being just Ron, Harry, and Hermione.
0: Yes, um, they start bringing others into the fold. So they're the core group, but there is essentially an army of other students who know, like. There is something that we need to fight against. We all need to prep ourselves.
1: Right. Um, Th- this is where we learn that the second string is essentially Neville, Luna, and Jenny. Right. And, and that that's not a terrible the second string. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Harry knows he can trust them. Yes. It, it, like implicitly. Uh, he could ask any one of those three to do anything.
0: And they would and do they it. Would. And they would want an explanation, but they would do it without
1: one right. Whereas the, the second, the second tier characters, you know, uh, let's say the, um, oh, I just completely, Seamus Finnegan's, uh, he doesn't completely trust anymore. Um,
0: no. Yeah. Yeah. He's the the other characters are the ones who are going to question and the way that the population at large is, but these are the people, you know, Jenny, Luna and Neville are the ones who are like true friends who, really tight, like they will do whatever it takes because they know Harry's not making stuff up. <laughs> they know what's, they completely trust. If not trust his judgment at all times, they know he's not going to tell them to do something unless it's really important. Um, right. And, uh,
1: and because you know. of all of this, uh, Harry also learns that even though Dumbledore is only telling him these things, he completely discloses everything. Dumbledore tells him in six to, Ron and Hermione, because yeah. he's learned that secrets uh, do not lead to good things. <laughs>
0: right, he's like he doesn't really have secrets from them at all anymore. Um, and and that stopped yeah. earlier on. As long as they were talking to him, he was talking to them. But but at the same time, like he do, doesn't he ask Dumbledore if he's allowed to tell them at some point, and he says he
1: may. And, and then and Dumbledore says, says something like, I assumed you would. You yeah, know?
0: <laughs> I assumed you would. Like, they're your friends. You know, how you're not going to do this on your own, are you? <laughs> like, um, yeah. yeah, so it, it's a, it, anyway, it, it's, let's move into six because we, but yeah, yeah I, I mean, six and seven are a unit. Um, six, finally, it, it picks up. We're at Hogwarts. Things are not great. Um, you know, we know that Hogwarts is potentially going to be under siege at some point. People are taking the threat seriously. Um, Dumbledore is taking Harry to places to accomplish things, or talking to him ab- about what's going on. He knows that he can't be around a lot, but he's telling Harry, like he's he's making up for the mistakes that he's made. Um, in terms of individual events, I don't know that a whole lot. Like we're introduced to the uh, to the Horcruxes. Um, yes, and that's basically the Horcruxes and Dumbledore's death are about the only things that happen that are really like,
1: I would say the importance of six is um, one Draco's plot yes uh, that
0: is it's, it's the first Draco, time when you become really sympathetic or I became really sympathetic with Draco
1: Right. Th- th- this is where we learn that uh, one Draco's a Death Eater too, he doesn't really want to be.
0: Um, and I don't really, he doesn't want to at all. Like, this right. is totally like, he, he's the kind of person who will talk, he will talk boastfully about things if he needs to, but he does not want to be doing this.
1: Right. I mean, for him it's all family pressure, right? And it's not just, like, if he doesn't if he doesn't step up his family is going to die. Yes. Um, he he is the son being punished for the sins of the father. Mm-hmm. Um, and You know, we have Snape trying to help him as best as he can, but for both aspects, right? From a Death Eater aspect, and from a uh, Dumbledore really wants Snape to protect Draco from the crimes Draco is about to commit in Voldemort's name that Draco doesn't really want to commit. And and even Snape's soul's already broken. Yeah, they (laughs) they have
0: a line in it, right, where Snape kind of like (sighs) argues with Dumbledore. He's like, "What?" And and my soul isn't you know isn't worth this. He's like, "Look." You've already done what you've done. He hasn't. You know?
1: Right. right. Um, Snape, Snape is already a broken person. There There is no hope for him. He's already been redeemed, you know, as much as he can be. Um, and, and, and
0: it's implicit in Dumbledore's trust. Like, he knows that is like, right. look, I trust you, but we can't take back what you did before. We can right. stop it from happening to this child. Right. And so
1: so if someone's going to have to kill...
0: It needs to be make you. Make it be you. And at Not least treating. you and I have spoken about it before. And th- so this is a thing... And you and I have discussed this before. I thought it was absolutely ridiculous that anyone ever, ever bought that Snape was actually a bad guy in the end scene of this. Like, the, yeah. everybody and was And so texting, our listeners
1: don't think that that's so ridiculous. Uh, I I did think Snape was a bad guy. I, so I couldn't, like, don't let Michael's condescending tone here- And this is very <laughs>
0: condescending. This is, like, I am- I am so very, much. very rarely do I come out like this on story things, but I- There was no reasonable argument, and every single time somebody would talk to me, I basically dismissed out of hand everything they were saying, because, like, this is dumb. Like, you may not be a dumb person, but any argument for Snape being a genuine bad guy is just a dumb argument. Like, there's no way. The way the series has gone up to now, it's not possible. Like, if it turns out that way, the whole series will have been a bad one. Like, it it, it was just such a straightforward so straightforward to me it it, it was like I could not wrap my head around why there were all these like because I remember at the bookstores when you when you pre-ordered seven they had all these like the posters and the stickers and you choose which one I have the
1: stickers on my suitcase I have the one
0: sticker which was the uh, (laughs) trust Snape Snape is loyal uh, oh so mine was trust Snape and it might have been different based on
1: stickers I think it was different on the different stores so I got mine from Walden's bookstore oh I got mine from Borders which was the same store um (laughs) What was the, I was just about to say, Borders and Walden's are the same store, so they should have had the same stickers. They so mine said, uh, trust Snape,
0: and I don't remember the other one. Um, what mine,
1: was, mine had, Snape is loyal and Snape will betray.
0: And, uh, and and I'm sitting there, I'm like, guys, this is ridiculous. Like, so much of, so many of the themes in this series are just worthless if Snape turns out to be a bad guy. Like, no, I'm sorry, that does not make any sense clearly there's the line and of course uh, afterwards I, I argued this so many times and of course afterwards in the seventh one they wrap back around to the argument where when Dumbledore says like you know Severus please and it's like guys clearly he was asking him to kill him instead of not do it like clearly I, I, it just didn't make it, yeah like yeah,
1: I, I, I will admit I was one of those people who didn't know I was like holy crap what is happening? <laughs> I Because I, I was pretty convinced up to that point that Snape was a good guy. Um, and then I was like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, uh, I mean, I I wanted Snape to be good, so I knew all the theories there were about uh, how Snape could still be good. None, none of them, you know, I guess some of them were accurate, but <laughs> not all of them were. Uh, but I was still like, it, it could still be possible that Snape is... Um, so,
0: I don't know. The, secretly and that's the interesting thing to me is that this seemed so obvious to me that it didn't feel like anything that needed theorizing about. Like I didn't bother looking at theories online because it felt almost like okay, Harry was given a uh, a a prophecy. What does the prophecy mean? Well, the the words are there, right? Like There's a little bit of interpretation, and you can think about it, but there's not really much in the way of theorizing to go behind it. Like, it's pretty much straightforward, and it was the same way, like, with this. It was so straightforward, I didn't even... The thought that there could be a debate over it didn't enter my mind until the pre-orders for the next book started, and people were talking about this, like, this is ridiculous, everybody. What are you... You're... No. No. This... Like, it might have well have just been said, hey, Snape, kill me so you can be an undercover person in the next one. Like that's how it felt to me. Like it it was not, and, and I didn't, I just didn't buy it. And, and it was just hilarious to me when finally other people started throwing around these theories. I was like, why are you making this so complicated? It's not that complicated, but okay, we'll, we'll get back off of that. (laughs) Um, I will
1: just so everyone else doesn't, doesn't feel like, you know, uh, you know, Michael is attacking them. Uh, I, I, once again, I didn't know. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, yeah is there anything else we want to say about Six let's see uh, oh Six is where Ginny and Harry finally get together uh, Six finally. is where Lavender and Ron have their whole ugh uh-huh. uh-huh. uh which you could totally like – it totally makes sense why that happens, right? Ginny just pushes all of Ron's buttons and it's so frustrating because they were so close to like getting together in that book, Ron and Hermione. Yeah. And then Jenny's like, well, you know, Hermione snogged Victor Crumb and it's just like, oh, that was the wrong thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's such a sibling thing to say. Uh, yeah and uh oh this in this book, Harry does get somewhat redeemed for not having been made a prefect, right, because he becomes a quidditch captain, which gives him the same rights as a prefect right um which so means now- that
0: Harry, Ron, and Hermione all have those rights, yes, which would never have <laughs> happened no- if, if Harry was prefect,
1: oh, favoritism in Gryffindor. What are you talking about, Michael?
0: Well, well no, I, I'm thinking more of the lines of like, for convenience, if uh, if Harry had been prefect and then captain, Ron would just have been left out to dry because he, that's, yeah, that's true.
1: I, I still think Ron as prefect makes no sense. No even, sense. Even there's like even so many with other Harry, people. Not being the one being chosen. Like, Dean Thomas is a good kid, I, as far I, as I know. I would probably
0: have... Uh, that's the thing, is my default would have probably been Dean Thomas at that point. I would have just assumed, well, if you're not going to pick Harry... No you just... way
1: I would have picked Seamus. No way I would have picked Neville. Right. But Dean, he's pretty decent, decent uh, guy.
0: The all-around <laughs> kid, I think, right? Like, just yeah, a normal kid. Yeah, yeah, as far kid. as we know. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. Uh, so let's see. Uh, uh... No, the weddings in book seven, but this is the book where um, uh, Bill gets attacked by the werewolf.
0: Well, that's in. Um, this is that in the seventh, or I mean, excuse me, in the battle at the end. Uh, oh my gosh! Wow, there were um, there was a death in this one, other than Dumbledore, right? No, wrong book. No. <laughs> Wrong book. Sorry. Brain. There were lots of oh deaths God. in book seven. There were lots of books in nope. books. Book seven had lots yeah, of
1: everyone um, Yeah, everybody dies in seven.
0: Everybody dies.
1: Yeah. But, and I mean, in six, the interesting thing about six, of course, is the Snape-Harry connection. Yeah. Um, through the book that Snape had. Um, it, it's just, it's weird, right? Like, I mean, it's not weird. We We know why. But... It it's just really goes to show uh everything we discussed earlier. <laughs> right. And that's the so, the
0: kind of thing where like Snape is clearly way smarter, just sheer intelligence than than Harry is, like at the same age, right? Yeah. Like he's yeah. he's sort of a, a blend of like he's got the Hermione smarts, right? Like really yeah. really book smart, but also like inherently like he's inherently a brilliant guy. Um, and he just has his messed up past and some commonalities with Harry. And you can see that commonality when Harry finally is, you know, he reads that one spell, like, for your enemy, or for enemies only. And it's like, that's totally yeah. the kind of thing you could, like, sure, Harry's not, Harry's not a bad guy, and he wouldn't have chosen to do that if he knew what it was. But you could totally see him, if he had the kind of skill that that Snape does and was coming up with his own things, you could totally imagine him, like, jotting that down in a notebook, right? Like I could envision him writing the same notebook if he was good enough to do it. Um, because that notebook's all yeah. about like breaking the rules to do things a little bit better. Right. Um, cause that's what it was is he didn't do things according to the, uh, Snape did not do things according to the book on how to do the rest of, like the, the, all the different things. And like what was in the textbook, he did the potions in shortcut ways that he figured out that were actually better. Um, and that put Hermione off a lot. That was the thing that's like Snape was clearly a hard worker and had a level of skill that Hermione doesn't have. Right. Um,
1: yeah. He he had an intuition. When right. He came to those things.
0: Uh, and it it
1: just goes to show Snape deserves to be a professor. This is not totally. this is not, he, this is this not is, a pity handout, right? And
0: granted, the first time we're given that impression, though, is clearly like Prisoner of Azkaban. Lupin himself says, "You know, you're lucky to have such a brilliant potions professor." And yeah. You know, Sna- Harry pro- basically takes it as, "Oh, he just has to say nice things about other professors," but no, no, like he's a brilliant potions professor.
1: Yeah, that, that's why Lupin doesn't trust anyone else to make his potions, right? right?
0: Like because he knows Snape knows what's up when it comes to this. Like,
1: and of um, course, uh, we forgot to even mention this is the book where Snape finally gets his dream, though. Right, Defense yes. Against the Dark Arts teacher.
0: It's true. Um which honestly like you would think Snape would make a really good defense against the dark arts teacher in terms of yeah his...
1: I, well Dumbledore kept him away from the position because of the temptation right, right. like right because if anyone understands temptation and needing to separate yourself from it it's Dumbledore <laughs> which takes us to book 7 <laughs>
0: yes, yes it does um so book 7 Dumbledore's dead everybody's sad uh the people who hey, Harry or Dumbledore had told Harry about things that he has now told his, his friends and no one else knows these things. No one else knows about the Horcruxes. Um, no one else. uh, And yet they still don't know enough. Um,
1: yeah. And Harry and Ron sort of assume, I mean, Hermione and Ron sort of assume Harry knows more.
0: Right. (laughs) Um, and he's like, no, no, I, I just know this. Um, (laughs)
1: I and, told you everything. <laughs>
0: and, and so, uh, how many Horcruxes does he believe there are? Seven. Seven. Yeah, he believes so. There's seven Horcruxes because seven's a you know a significant number in magic and so on and so forth. Um, uh, and that would be. And he doesn't know. Like he has a few theories on what some are. Uh, they've only broken two. Is that right? The ring and the yeah, diary. The ring
1: and the diary. Mm-hmm. And they
0: failed to break the third. The 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 locket. Right. Or the, or the pocket watch or whatever they, it was.
1: Well, because they discovered the locket was fake.
0: Right. So, oh, I, that reminds me, actually. Um, so Harry Potter 6 came out, and as the other ones, I read it at midnight, read it before I went to sleep, then woke up, and immediately called my friend... Oh, actually, what happened? My friend who went with me to the midnight release, he is a, he's a faster reader than I am. So he finished when I was still, like, getting to the point... Um. So Dumbledore had like just died at the point. So then there's still uh, some of the book left after that, right? Like that had just happened, and so I told him I was like, hey, I can't talk right now, really, but hold on. And I immediately, like, while on the phone with him, and I kind of like froze my place, I pulled Order of the Phoenix yeah. uh, uh off of my off of my shelf and flipped forward to the uh to where they're rummaging through stuff in the house.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and I see was, Regulus.
0: And I was like, yeah. there it is. That's the watch. Like,
1: it, Well, it's a locket. Or a locket, whatever.
0: It's like, that was the, one, <laughs> it was the one that they were, when they were tossing stuff out, the one that they couldn't open. Like, it, I'm not, it, this is not a matter of being intelligent or not or whatever. But for some reason, that scene stuck out in my mind. And I was like, hey, there's, that's where the locket is. Like, I didn't think about it. I mean, I, I didn't remember that Regulus Black's name was Regulus Black. But I remembered I knew that the last initial was B, and this was in the Black House, and that there was this magical locket that they couldn't open, <laughs> and, and they just didn't think anything of it.
1: Yeah, see, I, I remembered that uh, Regulus Black's name was Regulus Black. Uh, so as soon as I saw R.A.B., like as soon as I read that note, I was like, oh, Regulus Black.
0: But did you remember where the locket was? No, I did not. So so it was really funny because I I still had no idea. Like, I was like, okay, Black, uh, I don't remember. And I didn't really feel like, I still didn't like Order of the Phoenix at the time. So I didn't want to go back and read it and find his name. And I hadn't actually finished the book yet. So so I uh, I was like, once I said that, I was like, okay, but I'll talk to you after I finish the book. And then I finished through to the end. Um, But yeah, so that takes us to Deathly Hallows. They have, they know what one is, they have no idea where it is. They don't know who R.I.B. is. Um, they've broken two of the Horcruxes. They have five more, including somehow Nagini, which is like, how are we going to do that? Yeah. <laughs> um, and there are kids who can't ask adults for help at this
1: point. Yeah. Because and they, they, and have- they have theories, right? They, they have the theory that he, Hogwarts was so important to him that he has one thing from each house. Right. Um, and then, of course, Nagini. Uh, and he's he a priceless person. Picture. So it's not
0: just something from each house, it's something really significant, like significant artifacts.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but they don't even know what all those would be. But they do know the locket was Slytherin's lock it right um so that's kind of what gets them thinking down this trail so of course this book uh is also known as the book where harry ron and hermione go camping for extended periods of time right. and
0: they learn about the deathly hell so this is probably my biggest complaint about the entire series is we just find the deathly out about Hallows. the hell is too late yeah like, we should have heard even if they don't become significant until the seventh one nobody thinks anything of it we should have heard of them beforehand if this was the kind of series that was really well fought out the way that a lot of other series are and of course keep in mind she was not a career author when she wrote when she started so like you know no it's no real criticism or anything of, of J.K. Rowling but but if she had thought this through as a whole as well as she thought through each book as a whole or even each set of two we would have heard The Legend of the Deathly Hollows in like the first or second book right? Um, just heard it in passing right and they'd be like, oh, that's funny. You're, you know, your cloak is better than most, which we actually knew his cloak was a little bit better than others, but not, we didn't know it was a big deal. Um, anyway, so let's carry on. Um, yeah, we, so we have, we've, we know what the initial state is now of the world. Um,
1: so we start with a wedding. Yes. Right. Harry leaves his, well, first Harry leaves his family for good. Uh, because he's and it's 17, actually. So the protective right.
0: spells don't cover him anymore.
1: Right. And it's actually this kind of moving moment between uh, Dudley and Harry uh, that no one was expecting, <laughs> including right. Harry. Um, and, and then he goes to uh, the uh, the Weasleys for, for the wedding Bill and um, Fleur. Uh, Fleur de la Cour. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh yeah, and of course, that's all really stressful because uh, Molly Weasley, uh, Mrs. Weasley, knows uh, Ron, Hermione, and uh, uh, Ron, Hermione, and Harry intend on leaving, and she doesn't want to let them. Yeah, and so she's kind of like coming throwing, up with excuses, coming up with excuses to keep them apart from each other and to keep them busy,
0: to stop them from um, planning their escape, and. Then things don't really like they're planning on leaving, but then things kind of push push them out. Push them yeah. out. Yeah. Um,
1: I I really thought the um, the way Voldemort kept tabs on people who opposed him was kind of brilliant. It was
0: brilliant because he had no idea at the time. We're like, how do they <laughs> yeah,
1: keep finding him? How do they keep finding him?
0: He's <laughs> like, oh, these are the only people brave enough, stupid enough, whatever, to keep saying my name. So, and now yeah. that we've taken over the Ministry of Magic. We can just monitor this word.
1: Yeah. That that was completely brilliant. And, what was the uh, hilarious name they came up with to, to call him? Oh, I don't remember.
0: It was like Snuggles or something. It was yeah, just like, it was
1: something. It was something ridiculous.
0: Because you're not going to give him the respect of calling him he who must not be named again. Like, yeah.
1: And then, of course, the one thing they have with them in the book that the movie left out that makes the movie not quite make as much sense as the book is... Uh, <laughs> Hermione took the picture of Phineas Nigelis Black off the wall yeah. in the House Black so that they could spy on uh, Hogwarts. Yeah. Because, of course, there's a corresponding picture in Dumbledore's office, which is now Snape's office. Uh, so she has that picture in her magical purse that I am incredibly jealous of. And this is how Snape is able to keep tabs on them. Right. Because the picture knows Snape is a good guy. Uh, Because most of the pictures are in on Dumbledore's plan. Because they're on the wall. Snape and Dumbledore discuss things in Dumbledore's office. (laughs) So that's how Snape knows where they are and how he's able to get the sword of Gryffindor to them. Uh, In the movie, it's just kind of like, what? (laughs) We're just going to assume this makes sense. Right. Um, But in the book, it actually does make sense Mm -hmm. uh, that... Snape. The thing they're using to keep tabs on Snape is actually being used against them to keep tabs on them. Yep. Which is brilliant. And uh, yeah, so so they spend a lot of time camping before they come up with this plan to uh, break into the ministry. Why? Are, why did they need to break into the ministry?
0: Um, they needed to get the lock the locket that was around uh, what's her name's neck because uh, they had tracked down. The what's his name who sold off all the black stuff, and oh yes, and then he had uh, and he had sold it, and they saw Douglas. Yes, Minugus <laughs> Fletcher, and then they had discovered that uh, that what's her face from Order of the Phoenix had had it, so they needed to sneak yeah. in to get that yeah. from her. Umbridge. Umbridge. Yeah, so I they can't remember they, her uh, name. I hate her so much that her name just doesn't stick in my mind. So um,
1: of course our. Uh... Our heroes make their expert por- potion that they learned in their second year. Polyjuice. <laughs> Polyjuice <Paul laughs> potion, yes. Uh, they by break the way, into the Paul ministry. Polyjuice potion
0: works so much better in movie form. I feel like it it's does. It's just hilarious yeah. in movie form. Like-
1: it, it, it definitely makes for hilariousness in movie form. I, I love that entire sequence where uh, Ron's like, they've got my wife. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, Ron. You're not married. <laughs> um,
0: and, uh, yeah, shoot, what's her, what's her name? Uh, brilliant. The actress who played, um, um, oh my gosh, it's, it's of course not coming to me at all. Um, the wonderful actress who's normally in lots of Tim Burton movies. Um,
1: oh, um, uh, Helen Bonham Carter. Yeah, Hel- Helen Bonham
0: Carter. And she plays. she's
1: married to Tim Burton.
0: Right. And, uh, <laughs> that's true. And she's, uh,. <laughs> she spelled- Yes, yeah. So the scene where it is Helena bon- Bonham Carter playing Hermione, playing Bellatrix. Like, yeah. Brilliant. It's brilliant. It's one of the best <laughs> things I've ever seen. Like, just so hysterical. Just really, really phenomenal acting. And just, yeah, it was funny in the book, but a whole nother level in the movie. And only someone like her could have pulled that off. Yeah. Um, Anyways, sorry, so gushing about scholarship. That's the
1: second place they hit up after uh, the ministry. They go to um, Greengotts. Which is, Uh, it's
0: so hilarious because it's these kids who are clearly, you know, at this point, two of them have proven to be exceptional. One of them is still kind of lame, but he goes along for the ride and sometimes does some important things. Um, Sorry, I love Ron, but I don't think much of him. Um, But they have now, like, broken in and out of the ministry. they
1: have broken in and out of gringotts <laughs> like but let's not forget before they go to gringotts i skipped over this um they get captured by snatchers that's true and uh, get taken to the malfoy house and oh that's how gosh. they get electric and, is, and uh. hermione is tortured mm-hmm. tortured
0: <laughs> like tortured it's, like outright. it's cr- it's scary and then and and draco malfoy saves them
1: yes yes uh which um is something that I think cannot be stated enough is how key a role that without the Malfoys, Harry would not have won. Yeah. Uh, multiple Especially, times. <laughs>
0: Especially, yeah, the mom and the son, the two of them. Yeah. The two who are not inherently terrible people uh, are... Right. <laughs>
1: have just kind of been dragged into it by Lucius uh, and other family members because, uh, of course, Narcissa was um, right. doomed on both fronts because her sister is Bellatrix and her husband is Lucius. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she she had no choice in the matter. Right. Uh, not everyone is strong enough of will to be serious Black, right? right? Uh, and... And so her and Draco really only care – well, definitely Narcissa only cares about her family. But Draco not telling on Harry goes to show that Draco is not a bad person no, and, and isn't even at the point where he only cares about himself. He legitimately, like, doesn't want Voldemort to win.
0: Well, so this is the thing that actually drive uh, that I was thinking about when we, I went and I was discussing when um, the significant scene in Goblet of the Fire where the port key is taken. And Harry is, he sees the faces and the, those, those guys, they're like, oh, well, this is this Harry Potter kid who's been a thorn in our side, right?
1: Yeah. If
0: Draco were there, it would have just been a whole different thing for him. He would have been horrified. Like, he yeah. might not like Harry, but Harry is someone he knows. And yeah. He, and he's not a, and Draco's not a terrible person. Like, he doesn't want to kill Harry, <laughs> you right. know, like, like it just, it, it doesn't feel real to him until he starts seeing people he knows getting killed and being put. And he's like, no, we're going to, we're going to change things up. Like, so he goes and he lets them out. And like you said, if not for Draco and his mother, Harry would not have won. And that's a big deal. Um, and it's, it's really something that kind of redeems them and makes the, I, I like that there was part in the epilogue that was there that really comes to this scene. Like that is the scene that makes that possible. Right. Um, so, yeah, there is the torture scene there. Um, they get the goblin with them, which is how they break in to mm-hmm. Gringotts. Um, Dobby
1: saves them and dies.
0: Yes. Um, which is
1: really sad. Um, and not the first death of this book. Mad-Eye Moody and Hedwig have both already died. Oh my by gosh, Hedwig,
0: that tore me up. Mad-Eye Moody, mm-hmm. I I was like, well, I mean, he he knows what's coming.
1: Well, but. and I always figured I didn't really know Mad-Eye Moody anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, he's a, so. he's,
0: a, he's a war-torn, gruff sort of guy. Like, he's a guy you kind of expect to go out with a bang, right? Yeah. Um, but Hedwig dying was very sad. And, uh, man, I'm glad Twitter was not not a thing at the time. Because I would have had to abandon Twitter for a while beforehand. Because people would have been like, they killed Hedwig! A yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. So, pretty significant. Uh... So, yes, they go, they eventually get into Gringotts, which, of course, the only way they could have was with a goblin, um, and just people haven't really done that more than, like, once or twice before. Um, People get in, but they don't always escape. Right. Um, And then they escape on the back of a dragon.
1: Awesomeness. Which is just,
0: (laughs) it's like, well, if there's one person who is somewhat familiar with a dragon in this group, it's Harry, but...
1: Um, (laughs) and ron okay cut ron some slack he has a brother and dragons yeah it
0: doesn't mean ron's (laughs) dealt with dragons yeah (laughs) Um, uh
1: yeah and of course after that they realize the only place the place they need to go is uh hogwarts yeah the one place they can't go
0: Mm mm-hmm um because now they have to break into the one place that's supposed to be more secure than the other places and that's Hogwarts. and the
1: one place where everyone like
0: is looking for that
1: yeah, <laughs> and everyone is expecting them to be. Right. Um, so, yeah. And, oh, the,
0: the scene—the way that they get in, him seeing Dumbledore's eye in the mirror, right? Or what he thinks is Dumbledore's yeah. eye. That's how they yeah. get in, right? And it turns out to be, uh, what's his face? Dumbledore's yeah, brother? Yeah,
1: Dumbledore's brother, Aberforth. Aberforth. Uh, and we completely skipped Ron abandoning them.
0: Yes, that's true. Well, that's because Ron was annoying. Um, yeah, Ron
1: was annoying. Uh, again. Oh, I feel like there's something else we said. But that said,
0: you do get, like, Ron regretted it the instant he abandoned them.
1: Yeah. But there was just no
0: way for him to get back to them. Right? Yeah. Um, which, I don't remember, like, I knew how he found them there, but how did he get to the right place to begin with? Like, I know he was led there by Snape, led to them, um...
1: Oh uh, no, remember Ron was led there by the, the put outer, the deluminator.
0: Right. That's right. That's right. And uh, that they,
1: that got him to the right area, but he didn't know where they were and, and then, then Snape did Snape got the them. patronum.
0: Yeah. Patronus, whatever. Um
1: yeah.
0: uh, so the really neat thing about that too is when Dumbledore or when Ron himself is like, Wait, does this mean Dumbledore knew I would leave? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, "Yep, yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he uh, knew you well,
0: he knew you, uh, well. he knew you well, he knew you would make that mistake, but he also knew you would want to do the right thing right like, afterwards. So, Oh,
1: and, and, and of course the other thing we skipped was, uh, Ron, I mean, her, Harry seeing his parents' house. Yeah. And, uh, the one thing I wish the movie had included that didn't from the scene was the fact that there is graffiti all over the house encouraging Harry um, in the book, like yeah. magical graffiti, of course. Uh, <laughs> that's like, we believe in you, Harry and, and things like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and then of course, all along this book is the whole, um, Dumbledore backstory that, uh, Harry feels like he's been betrayed by Dumbledore.
0: Right. Um, which, you know, and it's kind of the, uh, the ignorance of youth sort of situation with Dumbledore. Um, yeah. you know, he, he had a lot of, uh, what's the elitist thoughts when he was younger, um, yeah. and discussions. And then he realized, no, this is ridiculous. Um, this is wrong. Do, do
1: we ever know what house, uh, Dumbledore belonged to? I don't know. Um, cause he just strikes me as a Slytherin in his youth. Uh, I, he's,
0: he strikes me as one of those people who would be borderline, right? Like, Yeah. Um, which I feel like a lot of the most interesting characters are. Um, yeah. But he strikes me as one of those people who would have been a... I don't know. Because the kind of leadership role he would take in front of people like makes me think Gryffindor. But definitely I would see some Slytherin in him as well.
1: Though he um, could definitely easily be a Ravenclaw.
0: He could, he could. He could. be uh, any of them. He couldn't be a he wouldn't be a Hufflepuff. Oh
1: wait, I found it. It's mm-hmm. in uh the wiki. He's a Gryffindor. Okay.
0: There yeah. you
1: go. Which which I buy. Uh but he, he's definitely a Gryffindor of the same vein as Harry then. Uh yeah. you know. Uh who was online and because uh, that's why, you know, Dumbledore's not in the ministry, right? Because um he he knows power is his greatest weakness.
0: Yeah. And so he's like, look, this is something I can I can try and keep an eye on things. I can see how the world is turning by seeing how the kids are turning. And I can influence things for the better and not and not be... Because, yeah, people were saying a lot of time, like, people wanted him to be Minister of Magic, right? And he didn't want that role. Yeah. So...
1: And he kept saying no. And uh, Cornelius Fudge was afraid Dumbledore would take over. That that was the whole book five. Right. And the whole book um, was like,
0: look, if I wanted it, I would have it. <laughs> like, it's not a... Yeah. You know, it, it's not how this is going down. Um, I would have had it before Barty Crouch did. Like, it's not... A, um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, it's... Yeah. Uh, and, of course, uh, as Harry learns more things, he he questions and distrusts. But... You know I and and it's nice that there is some distrust like
0: there he's willing to distrust, but at the same time, by the end, it's brought back around right like and I, and I kind of yeah. like how that was done. like I don't know that uh, no, I don't know. I wouldn't have distrusted in that scenario because because uh, I understand that some people did really stupid things when they were younger and then corrected their lives afterwards, and it's not like it was Dumbledore's job to tell Harry about his entire life story. Um,
1: right. And, and when I think about it, I'm like, we don't even know, like, I mean, I know what I know about my parents, but ultimately we don't know their entire, like, we, we know as much of their life stories as they're willing to tell us. Yeah, and we don't, you know,
0: know? Uh, we don't know if they used to think, you know, embarrassing racist things and don't anymore. Like, we, like they wouldn't want to own that because it's, right. it's something that they would recognize and, they're wrong, you know? <laughs> like,
1: and Harry is not Dumbledore's kid. He has no reason to tell Harry anything about his life story because that's not applicable to Harry. And it's not going to help him defeat Voldemort. So there's no reason for him uh, to tell him these things.
0: Um, Yeah. At the same time, Dumbledore is the closest thing to a father figure Harry ever had. And so you kind of understand him feeling like, oh, I didn't know him. Does that mean I... or I didn't know that. Does that mean I don't know him in general? Right? So, like, you understand it and... well, I understand as well as I can. I'm not... I was not an orphan, so I don't like... I don't understand necessarily that connection, but you could sort of see how he would put a lot on that relationship, a lot more than other people would who, even if their interactions had been identical with Dumbledore. You know, if you had parents, you would probably put less bearing on not knowing his past than if you didn't. Um, Right. So.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, back to where we are now (laughs) in the story. Uh, Harry, Ron, and Hermione make it back to Hogwarts. Yeah. Via Aberforth, who Harry kind of thought was Dumbledore, uh, through that piece of glass that they never explain in the movie how Harry got. But, of course, we know he got from Sirius Black and could have led to Sirius Black not dying if Harry had actually used it in book right. 5. But, <laughs>
0: but again, Harry uh, Potter is a not especially smart kid. Um, teenage
1: boy. Yes. Uh yeah, so what's interesting, of course, about Hogwarts is it's almost like there's this entire other story that's been going on that we're not privy to. Um that in many ways I think it's more interesting than the Camping Out in the Woods story.
0: It just <laughs> but, less. but at the same time, while it makes it possible to win, it wasn't inherently essential. Like it was important right. it was essential in the way that things turned out, but it would have been useless if not for the Horcruxes. Right. So
1: uh yeah so so they get to the school where they discover that uh Dumbledore's army is still in existence uh they discover that there are two new professors who are death eaters who have been um not very nice <laughs> <laughs> uh the Carrows is there who
0: have been essentially torturing the kids and yeah. um making them do things to each other and yeah um and uh and then you find that. Yeah, like Dumbledore's army is uh, as he s- like Dumbledore's army is around and alive, and it's being led by Neville Longbottom. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and this Our... is the story in which we learn that Neville grew up to be a Banff. <laughs> uh,
1: yes. <laughs> uh, also, the uh, this is the one like when it comes to Neville, the casting was spot on. And oh there's my, no so way lucky. he could have so predicted that.
0: lucky. Like, because he started off as exactly, just like Neville should have and then he grew up to be this just like...
1: Just like Neville should have. Yeah.
0: It, it was so awesome. Like, so... Yeah. He
1: started out as such a dweeb and became such a bamf. And, <laughs> like... I, yeah. I mean, they got so lucky in that casting and it was so perfect. And, yes. that That is exactly Neville's arc, though. Like... Yeah. The kid who was afraid to do anything is now the leader of, like, without Harry, Ron, and Hermione there, he is the leader. Yeah, um,
0: and, it, and it, it kind of – so we know that the um, the prophecy said that, you know, it was going to be a person born on that particular day to a pair of Voldemort's enemies, right? Who and had so,
1: thrice defied him.
0: Right. Who had thrice, so it, and there were two different people it could be. It could be
1: right.
0: Harry's parents or Neville's parents, Yes. And he chose. He guessed it was. And and this is the thing: is like it does not. It does not necessarily seem it, that ne- that the it, it really more than anything it seems that Voldemort chose correctly. Not necessarily that he made it into him, but more that he happened to choose correctly, right? And that it was Harry. Um,
1: no, I, that's not. I how would. I.
0: I don't buy that, at all that it was a, that he made it Harry. I. I think I he made it. it Harry. I don't. I don't buy that. I I think... Now, granted, it could go either way. There isn't enough in the book to decide. But I, I I think more along the lines of when the prophecy was set, it was already established who it was. You just didn't know. And he had to pick a, pick one of them. Um, but either way, it, things may have turned out okay if it had been Neville anyways. Now, granted, it was probably for the better that it was Harry than Neville. Um, but... Because Harry was competent earlier?
1: <laughs> well, the reason the reason why it had to be Harry was because of Snape.
0: That's true, too. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, it would not have worked out if it was Neville. Right. Neville would have stepped up to it, given enough time, but I don't think he would have managed it. Just because he did not have all the things around the situation that, w- that really led to it. And you're right, Snape was essential. Snape was... Oh, that's the thing that really... I, I I just I keep wanting to jump to the epilogue and I can't do that yet. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, there's all this people fighting against Snape and giving being a thorn in his side when he's like he understands, but he can't. There's not really anything he can do about it. Um. You know, it's not like he can tell them he's on their side and, um. Yeah. I I, I guess. So, where can we go from here? I, I, there's the whole... Battle of Hogwarts? Yeah, there's the Battle of Hogwarts, which everyone gets... Everyone on. dies. This is crazy. Um,
1: I, I would... Out of all of the deaths, uh, the one that probably affected me the most was uh, uh, Fred. I think that's
0: true of most people, though, because he's the character we knew... No, it's not necessarily that we knew him better than we knew Dumbledore, but Dumbledore was old. Right. Um, He was young.
1: Fred's death was like Cedric's, right? Like Cedric's
0: except someone we knew better.
1: Right. And was connected
0: to a lot more of the characters we knew better.
1: Yeah. Fred was, I mean, by this point, Fred was our big brother, you know? Well, uh,
0: at this point we had passed him in age, but.
1: (laughs) Well, you know what I mean though? Like from the perspective of who we were in the story. Yeah. uh, Yeah. We were definitely older than Fred by, well, maybe I was the same age as Fred at this point. He would have been nineteen. I would have been nineteen. So I was the same age as Fred. <laughs> uh if you say so. uh okay. but but yeah, we, we grew up with him. He was in all seven books. Uh, you know, we knew all of the funny things. We could fondly remember him and George exploding the owls hall yeah. and you know, in the fifth year. And George is uh, the one who lost the ear, right? George is the one who lost the ear. Um and so I think that also made us feel safe, right? That we weren't gonna lose either one of them because oh, George got injured, you know. That's
0: a big deal. We've now, already now been we close to apart. death. <laughs> then,
1: right? And, uh... Yeah. Um...
0: But they lost, um... Did Bill
1: die, too? No, Bill, no, didn't, Bill die. didn't die. because they didn't die. Because they still have a, they have a kid. Remember? That's right, that's right. Uh, so, yeah.
0: We lose Lupin and Tonks?
1: No, Lupin died, Tonks died, Fred died.
0: No, I just said, we. so we lost Lupin and Tonks... And this is the thing that I was leading to before when I was saying that Lupin is Harry's friend. Like, they made Harry their son's godfather. Like, you don't do that for a kid that you feel like you need to watch over. You do that with a friend. Right? Right. And that is a big deal. (laughs) Um, It's kind of, like, a little bit heartbreaking that Harry's just not old enough at that point. But, yeah. Um, We'll get to that in the epilogue. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So so, battle battle at Hogwarts happens. All kinds of craziness happen. Harry well. kind of appearing and disappearing. Um, you've got the they destroy the crown. Right. Yeah, the crown has been.
1: Yeah, they destroy the crown uh, in the fire. They, uh, Harry saves Draco's life.
0: Yes. Because which is critical. Yes, which is critical. Um, and so he he saves he saves Draco's life, and it's actually is it Crab who made the fire that actually broke the destroyed the crown.
1: I yeah, it's either Crab or Goyle. I, I can never remember. In the movie, they made it blaze, which doesn't make any sense, but they had to do that because the actor who played whoever it was was like kicked out of the movies. Um, so they made it bla- yeah blaze instead. Um, so but- interesting thing
0: about that, of course, which people have discussed before is how kind of ridiculous it's like wait if you could have done that spell why didn't you use it on the other horcruxes right like
1: well how quickly it got out of control right like
0: (laughs) but with preparation and not using it in battle hermione probably could have come up with a way to yeah um but maybe maybe
1: hermione didn't know yeah you know so she's not she doesn't know everything that's true um but yeah ron say i mean harry saves malfoy's life um and uh at this point they they know they still have to kill the uh, snake um, and harry shortly learns via snape's death
0: oh that scene that was heartbreaking oh. the, uh, that snape dying and and like harry witnessing the death like i was already felt bad cuz like i know he's a good guy i'm trying to figure out what's going on and then he's like he's, does he does he sees that harry's there or he hears yeah. him
1: he he knows Harry's there. We don't know why. He sees, hears, just knows. Um, so, you know, tells him to gather his his memories his that are like leaking out of him. Yeah, and uh, and then says, "Look at me," and looks into his eyes, and that's what he's looking at when he dies. Yeah, and you don't understand then oh my what gosh, that means. that scene.
0: I was I was a wreck going through Snape's memories.
1: Oh, I was too. I I will never forget reading uh, when Dumbledore said, still?
0: Yeah. You know, when they're
1: in their office and Snape is raging, you know, that Harry has to die and Harry's and Dumbledore's like have you finally found a, you know, soft place in your heart for Harry? And he's like, no, no. Every time Uh, I
0: see it, like, it's like, no, I still, you know, I dislike him just as much as I disliked his father. He's the same. And of course, Dumbledore's like, he's not the same as his father.
1: Yeah. But um, you know, and, and Dumbledore's like, you, you know, still, you still love his mother and, and, Snape says always. And uh, it's it's hard. And this is the one section I have to give the movie complete props. Yes. Because even though they they did have to cut out a lot just for the sake of time of the backstory. Um, The way it was there. The the way they did it and how they kept cutting back to Snape climbing the stairs in the Potter house to find Lily's body. uh, Like they kept cutting back to that. Yes. You know, like kept getting further and further in that progression and it was like i cried in the theater
0: i did too Uh. and
1: oh my heart broke because that's and that's what you wanted like snape is not a great person he's made a lot of terrible decisions in his life but like he loved this girl and because of his bad decisions he you know it could have gone differently if snape hadn't ended up in voldemort's crowd feasibly Voldemort and Lily could have ended up together, you know, if they hadn't had that huge fight in their fifth year. Um, and Snape could have had a completely different life if he hadn't gotten in with the Death Eater crowd. Yeah. And it's just, it's heartbreaking, and you're just like, now suddenly everything about Snape makes sense. Mm-hmm.
0: And, right? and that's when we, we see that his, uh, his Patronus was the doe. Yeah. Um, was that in a oh, that's, that's when he said it, like He said, well, why do you care? And that's how he tells Dumbledore, right? Is he, he casts his Patronus. He
1: casts his Patronus and it's a doe. And that's when Dumbledore says still. Right. And uh, Snape says always. Sometimes I just go back and read that flashback sequence. Like. It's just. It's it's so beautiful. So
0: beautiful. So well done.
1: It also explains a lot about Petunia. Why she hates wizards. Because she wanted to be one. Uh, You know, she wrote a letter to Dumbledore. (laughs)
0: And he's like, "I, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> like,
1: Yeah. Um, and there's just so much there where it's, you understand this person and it's heartbreaking and you understand the importance of why he wanted to look into Harry's eyes as he died. And it's because Harry has his mother's eyes. Everyone
0: always said, you look just like your father, but you have your mother's eyes. Like yes. the entire series from first book to the to last book, people have been saying that. And... Yeah, every time someone who knew his parents saw him, they're like, "Wow, you look just like your father." And then, as an aside, but you have Lily's eyes, like no, yeah. and that's uh, just amazing. Just ah, oh, gets me. I'm gonna have to reread that scene now. Um,
1: I know, me too. But uh, yeah,
0: so done really, so, really well. Um, and it establishes. So first, go ahead.
1: No, no, you
0: go ahead. It just establishes that. This entire time, Snape has been one of the heroes of this story. He may have been yeah. unlikable, like just and deservedly unlikable, but he was—he was on this side, and there was a reason Dumbledore trusted him. <laughs> like he, yep. yeah. And it's that yeah, thing and that no, Dumbledore. And always nobody
1: tried. knew the reason, right? Nobody like, but Dumbledore nobody knew, knew it
0: because Snape made Dumbledore not tell anyone.
1: Yes, that line is great too. Snape, you would never have me tell the best of you. Or Severus, he says, you know. And it's just like, oh, it kills me. Like, nobody knows why Snape trusts. And that's why all of the Order is willing to believe Snape really has betrayed them, right? Right. Like, because Dumbledore told nobody. Uh, They're like, they just trust him because... Dum- Snape said he was trustworthy. Now, like, is Dumbledore stupid? You it comes
0: down to it. The only person who's ever told is Harry by Snape through this, right? Yeah. And now, granted, other people know afterwards, yeah. and he's he's basically like, "Hey, all that stuff you think Snape did? Nope. <laughs> I like of all people, anyone who saw us interact at school knows that I hated his guts. But like, you know, once Harry says what happened, people are gonna be like, "Okay, we buy it." <laughs> um, yeah. But.
1: But I mean, this is all part of what made Snape the perfect double agent, right? Like, he could not have been nice to Harry.
0: The big thing, too, is Dumbledore, over and over and over, he's like, the most powerful magic of all is love, right? Which is why he trusts so... It's not just that Snape loves Lily, it's how much stock Dumbledore puts in love, right? Right. Um,
1: And and that's, that's the thing the movie gets wrong about the end, right? In... It, the movie misses the whole uh, Harry lecturing Voldemort on love <laughs> uh, and how really Voldemort was defeated by Snape. Um, like that, that's the whole point of Harry's lecture at yeah. the end there that uh, Voldemort could not understand Snape, could not fathom him.
0: Because Snape uh, was capable of love and Voldemort is not. And right. that, um, and that separates, and that's the big thing about this whole thing is Voldemort is not human when it comes down to it. Right,
1: he's a psychopath. He, There's something wrong like, with him.
0: Snape is a human. is a is a deeply flawed human. Voldemort's not. He's just. Not, he might as well be an alien, right? Like in the terms yeah. of just how disconnected he is from everyone else. Um, you see, like as a child, even as a child, like you see his upbringing, but uh, his upbringing, but he's always a psychopath. Like. From day one, he's a sociopath. Like, that's just the way he is. Like, his the ways he reacts to things, the way when we see Dumbledore's interactions with him when he was younger. Like, dude was crazy. (laughs) Yep. He was crazy. He was crazy. And And, he just learned how to hide it when he was younger, right? Because that's how sociopaths and psychopaths function is when they're younger. Like... The, the the high level cap- uh, high level ones they learn to hide the behavior they learn what behavior is acceptable and not but they don't really understand why it's not they just learn it as a set of rules they and they, they learn to...
1: what to do to get what they want
0: yeah right um so yeah, yeah. so
1: Snape's Snape's death puts us in the uh, the lull right in the fighting mm-hmm. um, where Harry has to make his decision about. Uh, Now he knows he has to die, legitimately, by Voldemort's hand. Because he has learned he is the last Horcrux, other than the genie.
0: Which is fantastic, Um, because of course it means Voldemort messed up and made an eighth, without meaning to. Well, I guess he made a seventh Horcrux, an eighth part of his soul. Right? Because it was six Horcruxes plus him? Before? Sure.
1: Something like that. (laughs) Let's see. There are the four, the genie, the ring, no, the diary...
0: There's the locket, the ring, and the, the diary. Ring. No, he
1: has 7, he 8 has including seven. himself.
0: You're right. Okay.
1: Uh so 9 including Harry.
0: So 9 9 if parts he... of the soul, 8
1: horcruxes. Right. Um uh yeah, and so of course Harry has to go to die and he he can't really tell anyone that, you know? Like it well he could, but no one would understand. And it's not just that. Uh, he
0: doesn't really people are going to stop him and he can't afford for somebody to stop him right now. Like it's critical that he gets this done. And if it has to get done, it it has to get done. Like Dumbledore essentially told him explicitly through Snape, right? Like, yeah, yeah. This needs to happen. There isn't a question, you know, that's just the way it is. And so he's like, well, okay, I don't need to run by this. Any, anybody, they're only going to get in the way of saving the world. (laughs) And so he does it. He goes and, Oh, that the scene in his head. Well, first off, Hagrid's there. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Because oh.
1: Hagrid's been captured. Which, of yeah, course, we haven't talked about Hagrid he's... at
0: all. But Hagrid, like, we love Hagrid. Because he just, he yes. loves Harry so much. Like, there's probably no one in the entire series who loves Harry as much as Hagrid does. Nope. It, it just...
1: <laughs> and so yeah, yeah. he just
0: loves Harry so much. and the, and, and he's made to witness it. And just, and you, we know Hagrid at this point, so we know his screaming and howling. Like, and we completely, uh, ah, just, you feel bad for him. He witnesses this death and Harry's like, here I am. And then Hagrid is made to carry him. And of course it's believable that the way that Hagrid is, he would not notice that Harry's breathing. Um, yeah. But yeah, that scene in Harry's head, uh, we need to talk about that.
1: Yeah. (sighs) I mean, first off, he sees the, the piece of Voldemort there dying. You know, he's mm-hmm. in King's Cross. Uh, and then Dumbledore shows up and explains everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Full disclosure time with Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah.
0: And of course, well, it's not really Dumbledore, but it is.
1: <laughs> it is. Well, I mean, that's my favorite line from that scene, which is, uh, but isn't this all happening in my head? And Dumbledore says, of course. But that doesn't make it any less real. Right. right. Uh, and, you know, I think it really is Dumbledore and I think it really does happen Uh, but of course it happens in Harry's head (laughs) you know and it's like Harry could get on a train and go Harry could choose to die at that point right Um, and really there's no reason for him not to other than he wants to keep living life because at this point the others can defeat Voldemort like Neville's going to kill Nagini, and anyone could kill Voldemort although
0: that said Neville probably wouldn't have if not for the break in the fighting right right so right. so so it comes down to it they still needed Harry there because Harry needed right. to have the thing where their their wands you know connect one more time and he beats he beats Voldemort in front of people right yeah which is a significant thing like that's a, a final moment there um, yeah but at the same time it doesn't mean like the battle was lost at that point um, yeah because it, it was Najini and Voldemort were the only thing parts of him left um, that said, it's more than it's more than just that like they still needed harry to lead them right um yeah. they they really did and that's the and that's the thing is because they needed harry to lead them is why them being shown his dead body was such a big deal cuz they were like they would fight without him but it was like a hopeless like a despair sort of thing and then yeah. when he turns out to but, be alive
1: but let's not skip ahead okay. from uh voldemort Kills Harry Harry wakes up Right Yes uh, And who does he Who does Voldemort send To check and make sure Harry is still alive Of course yeah. it is Or he's still dead It's uh Narcissa Malfoy Or yeah. Narcissa, Narcissa, Narcissa N- However you say yeah. that and, and, um, like,
0: and so she goes And she's like He's is,
1: obviously alive And
0: Is Draco is alive asking?
1: Right And he says yes And how How easy would it have been For her to say Harry is alive if he had if he had not saved draco's life right if draco was dead i do not think narcissa would have um, No, cuz
0: what's the point anymore right? right like at that point she would have been out for for blood like it's i it wouldn't have been a question of which side killed him if he was dead right yeah, <laughs> um, yeah.
1: and and then, and, and, so, she, yeah.
0: and you know in her mind she's like wait a minute he survived again mm-hmm. like harry like harry survived again that means there's a, this could end like this could, this could be the end of things and this is their way out. Right. So if Draco is alive, yeah. and you know, is uh, pursuing this, is not this possible in the book, out.
1: But my, yeah. Uh, my favorite part of the movie for the Malfoys is when they get Draco back at the end. Uh, you know, when, when Harry's dead body is brought and there's that line of death eaters and the line of Hogwarts students and, uh, voldemort gives everyone in the student side a chance to come across and malfoy comes across and the malfoys just kind of disappear into the group and leave yeah uh that's my favorite that's that's one of my favorite parts in that movie uh it's not in the book but i just love it because i feel like it summarizes the malfoys at that point like they're
0: like we're done (laughs) they just want out um yeah and but yeah so in the end so harry is ostensibly dead uh Hagrid is a wreck, and carrying him back because it, and it actually makes complete sense from like just who Voldemort is to make Hagrid be the one to carry him, right? Yeah. Um, and so he's carrying his body, and Voldemort calls everybody out and is like, "Harry Potter's dead," <laughs> and everybody kind of stops. Like that stops everybody, which makes total sense, right? Because that would really, really hurt the resistance, like. They've been rallying behind Harry this entire time, and, you know, Dumbledore's dead. Now Harry's dead. Um, Man. Yeah. And so, when do we, uh, like, what is the sequence here? When do we find out that Harry's alive in the end? Um, Because I can't remember actually... I feel like this was done I, differently in the movie from the book. I, yeah, so I, I feel like
1: it's definitely done differently in the movie and the book. And I, I don't think I have it straight enough in my head separate from the movie anymore. <sighs> yeah, um, we're bad. Alas, because I've, I've seen the movie so many times in the past two years. And it's been two years since I read the book. Right. I'm
0: the same way. Um,
1: so it, it's, it's a tough sequence of events. I do know it's very different in the movie than it is the book. Because, uh, as I said, in the book, Harry lectures Voldemort about love. Um. And, and, then, and then just keep
0: in mind, like, they continue, so the good guys continue to fight, and then, like, Harry gets up without people noticing or something? Is that right? Because I don't think people notice I... that he gets up. Like, um, does he maybe even have his, uh, he doesn't have his cloak still, does he?
1: Uh, I don't remember. Oh, man,
0: it's terrible that I don't remember this. Um, anyways, <laughs> I feel so bad. I do, we've I'm gotten so... so
1: far, and now we've reached a point where we don't remember. <laughs>
0: yeah, But but Harry, so Harry's alive, and they do do some fighting without him. And then, like, Harry's there. And, oh, no, no, it was Harry being alive that rallies them. Because they're like, Harry's alive, and they just, everyone starts starts fighting like crazy. Harry, and Harry makes his way to to Voldemort and eventually it's the two of them. And he does give that lecture and they do their final thing. And of course, and by this point, like their wands connect again without being, you know, related wands. Right. Um, this right. is the, well, the elder well, wand. It's
1: because Harry is the master of the elder wand.
0: Right. Um, well, so like Voldemort uses, is using the elder wand at this point and
1: right but but harry is still it's and, its and harry's master.
0: using that one the like draco's Blackthorn one. the oh no not is he using draco's
1: he's using draco's
0: wand. that's right he got rid of the black yeah, Thorn he wand, stole
1: Draco's yeah right, which is how he
0: became the master of the elder wand um
1: right because draco was the master of the elder wand and then for like uh for a while actually for a while yeah, yeah. B- between like Dumbledore's death and Harry disarming him uh, after they went to the ministry. Yeah, for quite a
0: while, for most of a year. Um, And, of
1: course, that's why Voldemort killed Snape, because he thought Snape was the master of Elder Wand. Um, But it turns out it was not the case. It was Harry. I mean, it was Draco. And then because of that, it was Harry. Almost coincidence here, right? Like, just a, a random series of events that leads to... Harry having all three of the um,
0: being the only person to have ever acquired all three and and willingly giving up the two that were not his. (laughs) Um, Yeah.
1: And yeah, it's just it's just phenomenal. Like Voldemort gets defeated. Not in like it's not like Harry kills him. He just kind of. uh, Dies.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's not like Harry uses a he uses Expelliarmus again, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah. that's Harry's go-to.
0: And then he just, he uses it again, and is like, this is the way to end it. And it's that against Avada Kedavra. And,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, he wins again, and that's it. Like, all the Horcruxes are gone. That's the final, yeah, it's the final yeah. straw. Um,
1: yeah.
0: And it's, it's just a pretty fantastic sort of ending. Um, when did Neville use the sword? Oh, Neville used the sword. That's what happened, right? So Neville... Swings the sword, and that's when Harry gets up. I think. Isn't it?
1: When he kills the genie?
0: Yeah. Like, Harry's waiting for the moment to get up, and Neville's just desperate and willing to fight anyways. And then Harry, like, stands up, I think. Oh my gosh, this is
1: I really don't remember.
0: (laughs) We're so bad.
1: We're we're (coughs) bad Harry Potter fans right here. I
0: feel so bad I
1: apologize to all of our listeners.
0: Yes, especially the couple of (laughs) listeners I know who are like... Just crazy about Harry Potter,
1: clawing their eyes out right yeah. now that we can't remember this. <laughs>
0: uh, um, but yeah, so so that whole thing happens. It's the end. Hooray! Let's mourn the dead. Let's be glad this is over. And then we get to the epilogue. Oh, the epilogue. So what did you? I think know about a lot
1: of people hate the epilogue. I but adore I love the it.
0: epilogue. I. It was exactly what I wanted. There's it was m- what I
1: needed. I needed closure, right? Like seven seven books, ten years of my life, you know, like devoted to these books. And you couldn't just leave it there. Like I needed to know everything was okay um, and that everybody ended up like we wanted them to end up. And I just loved the entire sequence. I loved the whole, uh, you know, James complaining that he, he – he caught Victoire and and Teddy snogging in the train, and they don't even have to explain who those people are. Like it makes you just know. Like, oh, Victoire is Bill and Floor's kid, and uh, Teddy, of course, is uh, Teddy Lupin. And uh, oh, the uh, you know Draco's there. Of course, Ron and Hermione who, are there. Who's taking care of Teddy most of the time? Uh, I I think. Um, uh, Tonks's father?
0: That's right. And that's and the kind of thing, I kind of wish he would. Like, it, it, it... I mean, at this point, like, Harry has kids. I feel like he should be taking care of Teddy. Um, but
1: at this point, Teddy's 17.
0: <laughs> that's true.
1: And like that said, he is with actual
0: family, too. Right? So, yeah. And we know yeah. that he's been interacting with him a lot and been like, a you know... Been like a father to him, or a second uncle, or
1: like I think they say something about how Teddy is like always over at their house, you know. Uh, And with magic, of course, it's easy to travel. Um, And uh, of course, we get that incredibly touching scene between Albus and uh, Harry, Um, where Harry, Albus is concerned, he'll be put in Slytherin Um, because, of course, it's his first year at Hogwarts. This is one of my
0: favorite lines in the entire. Ugh.
1: And it irritates me so much. They changed it in the movie. Um,
0: in the book, it's just so significant. It's
1: so perfect. Yeah, like where he says, "You know, if you really care," where he says, "Teddy."
0: Well, he asked him, "Is He's there. like, "What? You know, what is your name?" Right.
1: Albus Severus. Yeah. And and you, were he's like, you were named two after of the the two of the greatest, the bravest men I ever knew, and yeah. one of them was a Slytherin. Yeah. Uh, but, if it really means that much to you, the sorting hat will let you choose, yeah, and Albus goes, really, and in the movie, Harry just says yes, yeah, and it's horrible, and in the book, Harry says it did for me, and it's such an intimate moment between father and son, yeah, like you can tell that's something he's never told them before, and
0: yeah, no <laughs> so beautiful. here's something, and i this is of course. Not an issue that I have with the epilogue. It's an issue I have with Harry in the epilogue, but it seems perfectly reasonable of that. So I really enjoyed that Harry and Draco nodded at each other, right? Because yeah. that, again, goes back to them saving each other's lives, right? Like, right. we don't hate each other's guts. We don't like each other. But, hey, <laughs> like, we, we went through something be- together, right? And, yeah. and that was a big deal. And But Harry... I really wish he would have been like, "Hey, why don't you try and be friends with that Malfoy kid or something?" Not, not totally not in H- Harry's character in any way, but that would have just because you know you could change well, things Malfoy a Well, Malfoy has
1: a daughter, right? So uh, I'm I'm calling it <laughs> 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 that either James or Albus ends up with uh, Malfoy's daughter. <laughs> 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 yeah.
0: but the, the, the uh, epilogue was it was everything I wanted and I so people complain about it I was like why Why are you complaining like this is their lives later I don't understand yeah and of
1: course it had the the perfect ending line right that uh Harry knew uh, he you know he was worried about his kids going to Hogwarts but at the same time he knew everything would be okay and always would be because in 17 or 19 years or whatever they say uh his scar hadn't hurt him once yeah and uh it's just perfect Voldemort is defeated and we needed to know that uh, because clearly he wasn't last time when they thought he was Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so Um,
0: yeah so Harry Potter
1: (sighs) (laughs) clearly we love Harry Potter a lot Um, yeah (laughs) we've been talking about it for hours I really don't know how you're gonna break up this podcast (laughs)
0: We, well, uh, I mean, our listeners will know by the time they hear me say this, but I've, I'm beginning to think this second part that was supposed to just be a second episode will end up having to be broken up into another one. We might have, like...
1: Or you can put the fourth book with the first three. Uh,
0: we were already at you'll, almost you'll two hours to... at that yeah. point. I, it you'll might have to, to be one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven.
1: <laughs> it might have to be four by itself. We have a lot of feelings about four. Um, and it'll be the uh, shortest
0: one, but not proportionally so. Um,
1: yeah. Uh, Harry Potter, I mean, it's it's such a part of our lives. Um, there, I really, there, there are a few ways to explain it. I, I think it's really hard to separate... How great Harry Potter is as a story, too, from the experience of growing up with it. Right. And it's actually
0: something I feel really bad about. Uh, So several of our common, of our mutual close friends, I lent them my entire set of seven for them to read. Um, And they read through it and they loved them. Right. But they didn't get the same experience we did. And I feel yeah. and I feel bad about that for them. I'm not belittling their experience at all. Harry Potter is wonderful, and I know that it just it can capture people's like. I look forward to if I have children to being able to read Harry Potter with them, right? Like it's that kind of a story. Um, and so it's it's worthwhile, but there's just having to wait years between the books and growing up with them around your age. Yeah. Whole nother, just, oh, that's a whole it nother And just
1: spending level. years talking about it with other people, right? right. Like,
0: like literally, like you said it earlier. Um, we grew up with these characters. Just, yeah. we did. Um, yeah. So I think we're going to call it a, uh, a trilogy of episodes or a duology, whatever. It's either two or three episodes. We'll figure that out while I'm editing. Uh, but uh, so uh, a closing uh, thank you for any listeners who stayed with us for <laughs> for all of this Harry Potter discussion I hope you enjoyed this as well as us I feel like this was per- probably the best discussion that we had on something because it's probably the first thing that both of us have been so extremely passionate about um,
1: there's a reason why one of the first things I uh, ever cosplayed with was with you and both of us as Harry Potter students it's true
0: it's true <laughs> it was fun Um, so yeah until next time and our next topic uh, just uh, keep enjoying good media and please uh, you know keep following us on twitter at uh, mandy is at brown underscore aja a-j-a-h and i am at auhim a-u-h-i-m and our site is triviallycrucial.com
1: so long thanks for all the fish (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, I'm gonna stop recording now.